WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 819, you're tuned to WGNS's Action Line on this Friday morning, today, April the 29th. And this morning, we'll be talking about different issues surrounding state laws and, and I guess, new laws that have been presented this year, all that good stuff with the uh, 112th General Assembly. Is it now officially behind us, 112th behind us now? Yes, all right, so with us this morning in studio, we have State Representative Charlie Baum and also State Representative Mike Sparks. How are both of y'all doing this morning? Doing great. Doing good. So uh, what what actually goes into the closing of, you know, a year? So this is the, the end of the 112th and then soon coming up, 113th, or does it automatically roll over into 113 right away? We, uh, one of the things we finish up with is our, our budget, and once a budget is passed, we are generally out of session within a, a week after that. We pass a number of bills that uh, are related to the budget, and so that's what I thought I'd give you an update on right now. I'm Charlie Baum. I represent District 37 in the Tennessee State House. That's portions of North Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne. I thought I'd give you an update on what our current budget, uh, what our proposed budget for the next fiscal year contains. First, a little perspective. The budget we passed last year uh, was a $42.6 billion budget as originally passed. As amended, it ended up being a $51.2 billion budget. You may wonder, how did the size of the budget increase so much over the course of the year? Tennessee's uh, tax collections, uh, uh, we actually uh, decreased some of our taxes that we collected. The reason the budget increased so much is because of federal money that was provided to the state through different kinds of relief packages, many of which were related to COVID. This year's budget is going to be, uh, the, the proposed budget for this coming fiscal year, the 2022-2023 fiscal year, is going to be 52 point eight billion dollars so it's about ten billion dollars more than the size of our budget was pre-covid again the vast majority of that difference being made up with federal dollars in different kinds of relief and stimulus packages let me tell you a little bit about what's in the budget this budget includes three hundred million dollars in tax cuts our budget our proposed budget is going to include various tax cuts for agriculture we're eliminating the $400 per year professional privilege tax paid by physicians. This tax was eliminated on 15 other occupations a year or two ago. The state of Tennessee is going to eliminate the sales tax on broadband installation and development. This is to encourage companies to install broadband to those parts of our state that don't have internet access. Representative Mike Sparks is here in the studio, and he has passed legislation the past two years to remove the sales tax on gun safes. This helps gun owners and promotes gun safety, and we're proud of his work on that in Nashville. Tennessee is going to be eliminating its portion for one year 
of the state license plate registration fee. Now, county fees will still apply, so the fees won't go to zero, but the state will eliminate its portion, which is around $23. A final tax cut that I'd like to mention is the state of Tennessee is eliminating the sales tax on gold coins and bullion investment. So we've got $300 million in state tax cuts in this proposed budget. We're also interested in moving 300, uh, adding $350 million to Tennessee Consolidated Retirement System. This is the retirement plan that many of our state employees and teachers are on. This is so that we can make sure to meet future responsibilities. It's to make sure that the fund is solvent in the future. We're also allocating $250 million additional dollars to our state rainy day fund, which will move that total to $1.8 billion. We're also employing some, some uh, additional people, 11 new district uh, assistant district attorney positions across the state, 100 new state troopers, and we're increasing the dollar value of the HOPE Scholarship Awards uh, for our students who are attending college. The last thing that I'd like to mention about the budget before I provide some comments on uh, Titans Stadium expansion is the state will be allocating a billion additional dollars for education. These dollars will be allocated through a new funding formula called TISA. In addition to this, the state is interested in providing some financial resources for a new stadium for the Titans, and I'd like to give you some details and information on this. A proposed new stadium for, Titan, for the Tennessee Titans is being considered. This would come at a cost between $1.9 billion and $2.2 billion. The state is interested in contributing to this effort. The amount that the state in our proposed budget would be contributing would be $500 million. The remainder of the balance for the Titan Stadium would come from other sources. The state would do this by issuing bonds. The way the bond would work is it would essentially be bonded debt. The state would borrow money. During the 20-year term of the bond, the state would make interest payments, and then at the end of the bond term, the state would pay back the amount borrowed. The bonds would have a face value of $500 million. We approximate interest payments of 4% per year. If you add interest to the bonds, then the total cost of the state over a 20-year period would be $710 million. This raises the question of whether this is a good investment. At least a portion, if not all, of this cost to the state would be offset with increased tax revenues. The tax revenues would come from sales tax on a projected 10 NFL games a year and 28 other non-NFL events per year over a 30-year period. In addition to this, the construction of the stadium itself would generate sales tax collections for the state. This new stadium would be a enclosed stadium as proposed, and outside of the enclosed stadium would be a mixed-use campus development. The state projects sales tax would be generated on sales in this campus development surrounding the stadium, and the construction of this development itself would generate sales tax revenues. The Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration projects that increased sales tax to the state over a 30-year period from all of these sources would generate 
uh, enough revenue so that the benefit to the state would be a net benefit resulting in an increase in about $207 million in additional state tax revenues. That would be above the cost to the state of the bonds. Now, that's the estimate from the Tennessee Department of Finance Administration. Many economists have studied the net benefit of stadiums when financed by public governments, uh, when financed publicly by governments, and many economic studies have suggested that these stadiums do not generate a net return. This may raise the question of who's correct, the Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration or economists in some of their studies. Well, the answer is it's difficult to tell because it's difficult to obtain adequate data to measure the true costs and benefits. One of the critiques given by economists is that these studies by governments like the Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration don't separate sales tax from tourists versus sales tax from residents in the area. On the other hand, one of the critiques you could give for the economist study is uh, economist studies is that they don't provide a measurement of intangible benefits. Let me give some examples of what some intangible benefits might be. The construction of this stadium will, will result in jobs and higher wages. Uh, the construction of this uh, stadium might generate <clears throat> additional sales tax collections for the state outside of the stadium and off the campus around the stadium. This, for example, might come from tourists uh, spending the night in a hotel that generates hotel and motel tax. Let me conclude with a couple of comments about the Titans existing stadium. One of the motivations for the state supporting the new Titans stadium is that the current Titans stadium is going to need between $600 million and $1 billion in repairs. Part of the rationale for this is as long as the existing stadium may need up to a billion dollars in repairs, we might as well consider building a new stadium from scratch, one that's a domed stadium and that would be enclosed. The benefit of the enclosed stadium is it would make Nashville a candidate for attracting the Super Bowl, other events like WrestleMania, NCAA Final Four, uh, the NFL Combine, or concerts. Let me give you some statistics on the current stadium. The current Titan Stadium was uh, opened in 1997, and at that time, the state contributed $55 million in uh, assistance through bonds. The Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration estimates that if you compare the cost of those bonds to the state with additional sales tax collections over the 1997 to 2021 period, the state generated a net benefit of about $33 million in sales tax collections. Now, Charlie, I don't mean to interrupt, but would they build the new Titan Stadium in the exact same place where the current stadium is? And if so, how in the world would they have a football season that year? Because seems like they would have to find elsewhere to play during the construction process. It's a good question and it would come the the new stadium would be built in a slightly different spot so that the existing stadium could be used and so that there would be no interruption in uh, football games in Nashville. The new stadium site would be just north of the existing uh, stadium site on 
the northeast bank um, by by the river. I'm trying to picture where that would be, and if you're driving through the downtown area, I can envision where the Titan Stadium is now. Then right. further down, you have Top Golf with that great big driving range. Uh, so I'm guessing it would be somewhere close to that. Correct. It would be north, north okay. of that, and to the east on the east bank. We, we, I mean, I, I just, in the back of my mind, I think to myself, well, you know, when Atlanta built their new Brave Stadium, it was actually outside of Atlanta and in Marietta. So why not the idea of moving it closer, possibly into Rutherford County? I mean, is there a way to push for that? I doubt the site is still up for it would still be up for debate. I think Nashville is interested in building this dome stadium in a site where they can have this mixed use campus around the stadium that would include all kinds of event centers and shopping and restaurants so that it ends up being a much bigger complex than the current stadium complex. What's the completion date, Charlie? Is it 226? That's a good question. The stadium, this new stadium, is projected to take 31 months to complete once it's begun and it has yeah. not started, been, been started yet. The projected completion date is the year 2026. And I one, think one thing that's interesting when you think about the current stadium is considering how it needs so much in repairs. The stadium was built in 1997 and now it's essentially obsolete and falling down and if we don't spend up to a billion dollars it's it's not going to be structurally sound i compare that with nayland stadium in knoxville which must have been built uh, using methods that were more long lasting might be interesting to ask your listeners when nayland stadium was built i guess it's kind of a complicated question to answer because it was completed in stages the first stage was completed in 1921 the most recent major expansion, the upper deck on the north end of the stadium, was completed in 1996, all older than the current Titans Stadium. Interesting. I, you know, and then you look at, well, would this draw in, like you were saying, all these other things? I mean, would it help to build the Middle Tennessee area in a positive way, uh, for example, if we had the Super Bowl here? Because, you know, this this past recent Indy car race that we had going through downtown yeah. Nashville, it, it brought in so many people that they've already planned for the second, you know, uh, Indy car race to take place in downtown Nashville, which is a very good thing for sure. Uh, I just wonder how much this new Titan Stadium, which would be a dome, how much money it would actually bring return in return back? Yeah, well, that's that's subject to debate, and it'll continue to be a debate. I'm I'm sure. But um, has it already been approved for the most part by well, me, state dollars going into state it? State dollars has Metro. I think Metro is now. You know, they voted today to raise a hotel tax for Metro to help fund it. Um, I, I guess they'll the council will take that up probably what next next month. Funding for the stadium will come from uh, several different sources, and it is not finalized. But yeah. the state's commitment if the stadium is finalized is approved in the current uh in the current budget and i i probably should say that i probably should add that we had a healthy debate in the general assembly on whether to provide this funding or not there were uh, many uh strong arguments given heated, in favor <laughs> and, and against it this is an initiative that was supported by governor lee yes. and by speaker sexton it received much less support in the 
in the Senate. Senate. Yeah. And I think those two individuals were able to convince some members in the Senate and the House to vote in favor of this appropriation in order to get it done. The idea being that there's a lot of intangible benefits to the having an NFL team like the Titans in the area, whether it comes from image, tourists from outside of state, uh, or just the overall attractiveness uh, of this area. And I'm curious if current PSL owners of you know seats in the Titan Stadium, would those transfer over to the new stadium, or would it be a start-from-scratch type deal? I don't know. I mean, it's... These are all new plans yeah. that are in the work, and it's interesting that Tennessee as a state, the state government, seems to be one of the first uh, to begin to get its financing uh, lined up for this. Interesting. And, and then I also wonder, you know, what is going to be in place of the existing Titans Stadium? Because I know we have got a, a, a mega software internet-related company moving into, you know, pretty close to that area. Are they going to utilize the old Titans property? I, I mean, I, there's just a lot of questions yep. there I'm curious about. Yeah, uh, the old Titan Stadium would ultimately be torn down. Just like yes. the old Greer Stadium, you know. That's right. Different yet, size, of course. But. And, and yet 100-year-old Nayland Stadium uh, continues to be used with absolutely no plans to, to be uh, torn down. Yeah. So I think that really speaks to the quality of construction that – uh, that we that we used years ago compared to construction today where things that we build are simply disposable. Yeah, it kind of makes you also wonder, you know, at UT, are they holding on, repairing, and continuing to repair their existing stadium because of the history behind it, because of the wins that took place, because it seems like football, is, well, I know, it's one of those sports where if, you know, one Titans player says, well, you know, I've won every game wearing these socks. I'm going to continue to yes. wear the same socks throughout yeah. the next 10 seasons, you know. So there is a certain love for the original, if you would, in a lot of cases. I could picture that being UT, their Knoxville Stadium. But I do also wonder, is there a certain amount of love for the existing Titans Stadium? And is there going to be a fit thrown by some fans over that would, the idea of building That would be place. a great show tomorrow, Scott. <laughs> Maybe this you know? is getting, getting, getting or Monday, us started on an entirely <laughs> Monday new morning, show. You know? <laughs> hey, before Charlie leaves, I, I want to I compliment Dr. Baum. Um, for the listeners, Dr. Baum is vice chairman of uh, budget, finance, ways, and means, which is an extremely powerful position. I'm on budget, but I'm not the chairman or vice chairman. Um Hopefully, you'll be chairman another two to four years if the chairman may not run for office. She's a little bit older than, than you, Charlie. How old are you, Charlie? 38, 35? Oh, I don't say publicly. <laughs> you don't say publicly. But he's such a great guy. He's extremely humble. He's a numbers guy. So I'm, thank God he showed up because I'm not. But he's just such a man of character to serve with. You've got how many kids? I've got three kids, and I've enjoyed serving with Mike Sparks, and I want to reiterate, if you go to buy a gun safe and you're not paying sales tax, it's because of him. He's fought for this hard the last two years, and he's succeeded. He's been well, successful. Gotten it done. Hey, I, there's a lot of bills I didn't get passed, Charlie, so you could we could mention those. Um, but, you know, I went to search for some information on some kind of a – 
I, had a, I was looking at something on finances or, or a report, and I come across Dr. Baum and Dr. Bill Ford. Now, it was a – what do you call it, Charlie? A white paper, some kind of financial Kind of study. a research paper, and Bill was our uh, finance professor, the Weatherford Chair of Finance. Now, what, do you, what do you teach? Uh, I mean, obviously, you teach economics. And, I'm economics, and Bill Ford was finance. Yeah. Now, do you know the story about the late John Bragg? That's a long story, okay. Mike. <laughs> well, John, John Bragg, the John Bragg building, you know, I'm going back learning communications at that building. He was the chairman that was Tommy Bragg's father, uh, one very powerful figure up there. I mean, I, I heard that he was more powerful than the speaker himself at that time. But anyways, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll be in the same position that John Bragg had. Uh, held for many years in the neck in the well next thank years. you mike i appreciate the compliments and i've enjoyed working with you on finance we've got a great budget we're proud of it we're doing a lot of good stuff cutting taxes and yet investing in tennessee's future in lots of ways including at more money in education and some interesting ways like supporting the tennessee titans are you a tough professor oh my goodness i've got to get back and get out my <laughs> red pen it. right now <laughs> yeah take care now <laughs> see y'all thank okay. you dr bob state representative charlie Baum leaving right now he uh filled us in on quite a few things going on at the state level in the general assembly and we are going to take a break when we come back it'll be mike sparks's turn to uh take over the microphone you ready, Mike? You're going to be ready I for think, that? I think. I hope. All right. Well, Pray for me. <laughs> stay with us, folks. Time right now, 840. If you have any questions at all, make sure you text those to us at 615-893-1450. Again, 615-893-1450. Time right now, 840. You're tuned in to WGNS Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings, and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. I do exercise. I go three times a week. I go to stretch and balance, always conscious of your needs. It's not that someone is telling you what to do, it's they're looking out for you. It's a good workout. And what about the food? Oh, give me a break. <laughs> There's so much food here, you can, you know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. Murfreesboro, you have a weather story. That big storm, how it made you feel. How it changed your plans, maybe even changed your life. I'm Storm 5 meteorologist Nikki D. Ray. Weather in Murfreesboro hits home. So when storms roll in, we want you to be ready. Feel safe. Let the Storm 5 weather team protect you and your family. Murfreesboro, you're always on our radar. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
Time right now, 8.42. You're tuned into the Action Line on WGNS. And now in studio with us, State Representative Mike Sparks. How are you this morning? How you doing? It's good, Scott. I understand that uh, you want to buy Twitter from Elon Musk. How much was that sale? <laughs> I don't know. Let, let's see if I can find that real quick. Now, he, I think it was like, what, what? It's valued at forty-four. Four, billion I was going to say forty-four billion. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, forty-four yeah. billion dollars, uh, something along those lines. Yeah, and he's, of course, I guess he is officially the world's richest person. Is, that, is it? I, I thought he was. I thought it was the Walker family. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the Sparks He's up family. there. He's up there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he is. It says now, according to CNBC, according to. CBS, NBC, they, they're all saying he is the world's richest, the the world. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a lot of coverage cool. right there to be For, the world's richest. Wow. But anyway, yeah. So $44 billion Twitter. Yeah. Well, we were talking yeah. off there. Um, I had a resolution yesterday on the House floor honoring um, Elon Musk for purchase the purchase of Twitter. And, um, had a few people opposing it. It got controversial. Why would that get controversial, Scott? What, him buying Twitter? Yeah. Should be controversial, should it? You know, I, I I guess there is a certain level of fear of the world rich the, the world's richest man taking yeah. over one social media. But, but think about this. Think about this from the First Amendment. And you and I have talked about this for many years up here and and Brian Barrett as well. I've been saying for years the First Amendment's under attack. And uh, that's why I'm in going back to school, to the John Bragg School of Journalism, and learn a little bit about communication, uh, free expression, the First Amendment, our Constitution. Uh, think about this, though, Scott. Here, here's here's what, what people need to realize. they Twitter basically banned, censored our, the President of the United States. Yeah. Donald Trump. And then Musk is saying, you know, hey, I'll, Bring I'll him back. want you back. But, of course, he doesn't officially own Twitter yet. I mean, we're talking about a deal that would take months and months to go through yes because yes. it's got to go through i guess the u.s securities and exchange first and foremost um then you have the entire board of directors at twitter i, I mean yeah. there's a lot of steps to buying something like twitter well the reason i brought it up yesterday and and i did have five democrats all the republicans voted with it and i did have five democrats uh bob freeman out of nashville um johnny shot of oliver um uh, larry miller out of memphis John Mark Wendell, that the Democrats are going to kick off the ballot. Colonel John Mark Wendell was running as an independent. They were going to try to do him like they did John DeBerry uh, out of Memphis. So they kicked him off the ballot. Uh, goes back to the Constitution. I mean, our forefathers would, they'd roll over in their grave if they know these things existed. But sadly, the media doesn't tell you these stories. I mean, that's what I like about WGNS. You can put this out. You can put the truth out. People can't go and edit your comments and, you know, have a false narrative. Um, but... Uh, and I did have, let's see, there's another, oh, J- uh, Jason Powell, Jason Powell. Jason's the one um, who we, they are doing a TASR study. TASR is the, it's, uh, that's what you and I done, Scott. If you remember the, yeah. we took on the uh, sexual childhood trauma issue. Uh, it's Tennessee Advisory Council on Government Relations. Looking at uh, trying to get, um, Am- I believe it's Amtrak to go to, that would run from Atlanta through, through Rutherford County, Nashville. Uh, so they are doing it, conducting a study. We may not see it in our lifetime, just to be to be honest. But at least they are moving, having the discussion. Um, but Tasser is what helped uh, us pass that uh, statute of limitations, uh, going back to be able to prosecute on um, 
uh, childhood uh, trauma crimes. Um, and uh, so it's a, it's a powerful tool. But um, now the First Amendment is under attack. But the thing about uh, Elon Musk that I like, I mean, I, I was, we were doing some research. My assistant, my intern, and I, he donated 50, I think it was 50 million to St. Jude. Uh, he paid more in sales, more in tax than any person in the United States history. I think it was 11 billion last year in taxes alone. Uh, created countless jobs, 110,000 jobs, Scott. Uh, so I think it's cool. I mean, Marsha Blackburn, Senator Marsha Blackburn put out a statement yesterday, encouraged him to move Twitter from San Francisco to Tennessee. Now, well, um, is there, is so did there, Mayor Jacobs out of Knoxville. Is there any real possibility of Twitter moving to Tennessee because they have 75 well, plus gotta, employees? You got to have faith. I mean, if Cliff Sharp's listening, Cliff Shape, man, you got to have some faith and you got to start the conversation. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And, and if you know Mayor Jacobs, he's been on the air with us. He was the WWE wrestler. He's the county mayor of Knox County and could be our next governor. Um, well, after Bill Lee, uh, I think he has um, ambitions to run for governor. But um, the conversation has got to start somewhere. I, I'm just curious, though. Is it a one-sided conversation or has, you know, well, Elon he's moved. Musk or he's- somebody with Twitter – come back and said hey well, that's an idea i'm nashville here i come well you know i mean i'm sure i know channel five gave us a shout out on our on our and they tagged elon musk i'm sure obviously his people are going to see it if the state legislature uh recognizes him and um uh and several democrats you know no, no wait, wait 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 you if the state legislature if they recognize him what what do you mean by just that? saying i mean it's just a, an accolade hey you know we appreciate your efforts and we uh, uh recognize your efforts to to purchase twitter and i, I my resolution it had more and i didn't share all of it and talking you, you about put the first the resolution about elon yeah Musk, and, right? and you know just saying hey we we appreciate your efforts just like we honor you know we may honor dolly parton we may honor uh you know we've honored wgns on y'all's what sure 70 how many 75th 75th yep. anniversary i was yep. gonna say 100 anniversary 75th anniversary 25 more years but you know he'll he'll get word of it now does it make a difference you know, you got to have faith. I mean, I've had people say, man, you're not going to be able to do anything about childhood trauma. You're not going to be able to do anything about addiction. You're not going to do anything about Jefferson Pike. But, hey, it's being widened. It's $68 million investment. You know, tell that to Mike Hollingshead that owns 400 concrete plants now. Build a 90,000-square-foot office building at the end of um, at Jefferson Pike in 840. Yeah. Who's been on the air with us? Who's talked about his... Mike had a vision, a, literally a dream, to start the concrete company. So there's faith right there. I mean, people made fun of him uh, for starting a concrete company. Mike will tell you, uh, look at all the jobs he's created. So you got to start somewhere. We got a, a text message that says, Utah wants Twitter too. And they have great public transportation to offer. Nashville only has alcohol, is what this text message okay. says. I don't know about that. I don't drink. I uh I don't know. Well, you know, every city and county has alcohol, so you yeah. can't really say. Well, we're all known for Jack Daniels, you know. Yeah, Lynchburg, right around the corner. Yep. Um, you ever been there? To Lynchburg? Yeah. 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 I have a, I've not toured the Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute little t- My wife and I just to get out of town. Sometimes we'll go out there and just drive around the country. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, it, you know, it's quite a drive, though, out there. You know, yeah. it's a good hour drive, I would say. It's a beautiful, you know, you know what's interesting about that area? You know, that's a, that's a metropolitan area yeah, i, I that find interesting? that interesting yeah because yeah. it's, it's basically out in the middle of nowhere it's out in the country but yet it's considered it, it, they form are of listed as a metro form of government yeah now. it's really interesting you know that'd make a neat show one morning it would be
know, get the uh, mayor. Little Lynchburg Richard lived in. out there for yeah. Years you know, he came to the state years. capital. Um, he came to state. Uh, Joe Towns, out of Memphis. Um, he he invited him up. He knew a lot of those um, a lot of those singers that went down to Memphis in those areas. You know, um, he didn't vote for the. Elon Musk resolution, though, you know. <laughs> so now I want to go back to something that you passed, had passed a few years back. You brought it back up this, you know, most recent session. Yeah. That was making sure there's not a sales tax on the sale of gun safes. Yeah, gun safes. Uh, that is something, it's a unique idea to encourage people, I guess, to, you know, have gun safes in their home, to lock up their guns as opposed yeah. to just throwing them under the bed like you hear a lot about yeah well i'm glad you asked that 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 goes back to faith itself i you know who asked me to run that bill no clue a democrat a democrat asked me to run that bill and i thought something was wrong with it so i started calling people like hey before i made this decision to do this i called john harris president of or the director for tennessee farms association and john told me says mike we've been trying to pass that bill for four years and we never passed it and i tell you what um but to, to back up a year, I went to that. Remember that Kyle Yorlet that was killed, the mu young musician in Nashville, killed with a stolen gun? I don't know. In recall Nashville. A lot of folks, right you know, um, I forgot what area, but um, a young musician, like 23, 24 years old. Well, I seen where he was just killed, and three young people, about, I think 15, 14 year olds, killed him and um, point blank shot him. And I seen the funeral. I felt led to go to the funeral. I mean, it's kind of strange. This is where I think faith comes in. I go to the funeral, didn't know a single soul there, Scott. Didn't know anybody. I sat at the back row. And I was sitting there thinking during the funeral. I said, you know, Lord, you got me here for a reason. There's a reason I'm at this funeral. I didn't know what the reason was. Then all of a sudden, I get asked to run this bill. Okay. So I called Mark Brassfield, owner of the safe house who sells gun safes. Um, and he's got everything. I mean, you name it. He's got gun safes for boats. It's. Hidden gun safes. He's got um, those big doors. If you want to build a, a safe room in your house, he's got all that stuff. Mark's a great guy. And um, I heard his commercial on another station. I won't say the station. And and I called him. I said, hey, do you have any thoughts on this? He said, man, they've run that for years. And I passed it. I said, well, hey, you come up and testify before the committee. He came up and testified. And it's it's a, you know, I mean, he, he says, look, it looks a little self-serving on my part. I said, look, man, half the people up here are self-serving. What do you think they're hiring lobbyists for, or most of them? And I, so he came up, and I just mentioned the story about Kyle Yorlett. But here's what people need to realize. Whether you're a, a minister or whether you're a, just we're all taxpayers or whether it's the sheriff listening right now or the mayor, there's a price that, that's paid when those kids committed that crime. The impact to our juvenile system, to our prison system, is countless. It may be five hundred thousand. It could be seven hundred thousand dollar fiscal cost experts. Not to mention the emotional cost to the family of Kyle Yorlett. But here's the point: that Kyle was killed with a stolen gun. It was somebody just broke in a truck, grabbed a gun, had the gun, killed him. Now I got to be I got to be very sensitive to that issue talking about that. But hey, if they didn't, they didn't have the the gun. He'd be alive today. Things would have just changed. And um, now, can we stop it? We got to start somewhere. We got to talk about it. But here's what's going on. If you talk about moral values or if you try to talk about that and you try to talk about um, the family structure, the, the lack of fathers in homes, 
the media, now WGNS won't, but the media will twist it around on you. This is what happened to me here recently. Uh, I brought up childhood behavior, and this is why a lot of teachers are leaving the profession. This is why we can't, it's hard to keep and retain good teachers because of the lack of accountability with some of these kids. And um, a lot of teachers don't want to deal with it. Go talk to teachers if you don't believe me. I mean, I've talked to several of them, and they tell me this. And I tried to bring it up, and um, I used the comment that, you know, there's going to be more trouble in the inner city. Well, that's a trigger word, obviously. So the media, they don't talk about the subject matter. They twist it around and try to use it like you're being a racist or you're attacking. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, hey, we got a problem. Let's fix it. Get to the root of the problem. Find positive mentors, whether it's law enforcement or coaches or whatnot. But this is what's going on in the media. Sometimes they get it right, Scott. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And literally, you know, when you look at different news outlets in, in whatever town you're in, you're going to find a lot of times the same story but written 10 different ways. Yes. So it, it is interesting for sure. And you just pulled up something. What was that you pulled up? Oh, the, the littering bill. Oh, the littering bill. I mean, if you bill. want to go, get into that. Yeah. The So you, you're first, let's go back to that gun safe bill, yeah. allowing you to buy a gun safe without paying sales tax on it that passed a second time yeah we passed it last year we passed it this year i, I felt like they would pass it um which and, and dr bomb helped with that uh as well um but i think the testimony mark brassfield he said look this is working he said my sales are up 33 percent." he said look self-serving on my part because my sales are up but he was just laying it out like look here's an economic incentive you know you don't have to have a a doctorate degree in economics to understand this. This is a carelessness approach to say, look, and folks listen, if you want to invest in a gun safe, it, it will expire next year, um, June, the, is it 31 days in June or is it 30? Yeah, so basically, yeah. basically expire. if you buy a gun safe right now, you're going to save roughly the 10%, yeah, you'll save 10% you would pay when you, you know, yeah. check out. And it's a, taxes. and it's a small incentive. Now, um, and Mark's great Gun to deal are with. expensive, though. So, I mean, Man, they you look are. at 10%, that's, that's you know, 100 bucks at least if the gun saves $1,000. Oh, and they go on up. I mean, there's some up there, what, three or $4,000. Easily, yeah. Now, uh, moving on a little bit, uh, another thing that, well, what you just brought up there, What? tell us about that. Oh, well, um, I want to thank the mayor, Mayor Bill Kitchen, and I think it's Chairman Mike Cush, Chairman Pettis-Reed, and, and Craig Harris, and, and, the, and the entire county commission. Virgil Gammon, David Gammon, and others that um, I carried the bill that that they passed resolution on increasing the fines and fees for for a lit, a littering, and it was House Bill twenty four twenty four, um, and it just seems like the past few years. And I've had folks in the community purposely come by our business looking for me to say, "Hey, what are we doing about all this illegal dumping going on? Whether it's whether it's down Weekend Lane or whether it's um." Amelville Road um, or Jefferson Pike, and uh, you see a lot of the dumping over there, even sometimes on the base off G Street, if folks remember the old where the clerk's office is and the old country club. But, um, you know, my, my assistant helped me do some research. 100 million, 100 million pieces of trash are picked up annually, and I believe the cost of taxpayers is about $15 million. Uh, but what we did, we passed a bill called um, Mitigated Criminal Littering, 
and that's when um, uh, it has to be the the it includes a weight of more than five pounds or seven and a half cubic feet in volume. Uh, so we're seeing whether it's mattresses, whether it's big old big screen TVs off the side of the road, um, and they you know the uh, they're, they're doing a good job with with trying to clean this up because. I was out Weekend Lane about a month ago, and we seen a bunch of trash out there. And it's dangerous to try to get a picture. <clears throat> so I was coming back through a couple days later, and I told my wife, I said, hey, get a picture of this when I drive through, right before Faith Sanders Bridge. And my mother-in-law, uh, fallen live out there. And I said, be ready to get a picture. And, man, I'm going to tell you what, the county cleaned it all up. So kudos to David Gammon, uh, who, who runs that crew, and uh, Bill Cope for getting those inmates out there clean up our county. And, of course, County Mayor Bill Ketron, he's been pushing for increasing the fines for littering for quite some time now because his hands were kind of tied when he originally yeah. went to the county commission and tried to increase that littering yes. fee, then found out the hard way, oh, it has to go through the well, state. Well, you know, and that's the thing about solving problems. and Ketron, got like 30 seconds. Well, Ketron's got the experience. You know, another person that brought this up was Brian Hercules at our uh, our uh, annual meeting and Mayor Reed. So hats off to uh, Mayor Marissa Reed and, and Brian Hercules for being concerned about this as well. Well, we appreciate everybody listening this morning. Seems like it went by really fast. Uh, WGNS Murphy's Bro is what you're listening to. We have more news and information coming up. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.